Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. It is 9 o'clock on a Monday in Indianapolis. It's 9 o'clock technically everywhere in the Eastern Time Zone. My name is Jake Quarry. Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykton with me as well this morning here on Kevin and Quarry 93.5107.5. Our next guest on the Payless Sickers Hotline is one of the great stories in qualifying for the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500-mile race. In his previous four starts, he has made up 53 spots throughout the course of his racing in the Indianapolis 500. He won't have to make up that much this year because he starts in position number four in the middle of, or excuse me, the inside of row number two, his A.J. Foyt Delara Chevy, 233.798 miles an hour for Santino Ferrucci. And Santino, first off, thanks for the time, man, and congratulations on one heck of a weekend. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me on. And uh, Yeah, it's definitely been uh, a solid couple of days in our Homes for Troops Chevrolet. Santino, I saw a quote, I forget if it was Saturday or Sunday, but you had a comment that you said that you hated qualifying. You've always hated qualifying. How in the world does a man that hates qualifying end up in the inside of row two at the fastest 500 ever? Uh, still not a fan of qualifying. It's just, when you have a car on nice edge like that for as long as we did, having to keep doing it, it's just, Man, it's nerve wracking. I just knew. I just know we always have a great race car coming here, and um, yeah, honestly, it was it, it was definitely the nicest qualifying car that I've had to drive, um, especially at 234 miles an hour. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's when you got speed, man. You just you have speed. At what point did you know, Santino? Because a lot of people, you know, this is a team in AJ Foyt Racing that, that quite frankly, you know, has struggled over the last couple of years. But then all of a sudden, between both yourself and your teammate, Benjamin Peterson, you obviously, you guys had fast cars. When did you know, hey, you know what, we might have something here that people don't realize we've got up our sleeve? Right in our first session on Wednesday. I mean, we went out, we did our first run, and I was just like, okay this thing moves. So uh, instantly I kind of knew that we had something uh, unique and special. And I think, you know, for Benjamin, it was more of an aha moment, maybe Thursday. Uh, but uh, dude, when we, we did our first run uh, to start off the month here, it was, it was good. Again, Santana Ferrucci is with us. He's going to start on the inside of row two coming up on Sunday. Santino, we've had you on before after 500s, and how you've maneuvered your way through the field is rather incredible and well-documented. What, or I guess, are you curious how that might change now that you're starting at the front? I, I guess, you know, you're used to, you know, row six, seven, eight, you know, things like that. Now you're row two. What, if any, do you think will be different about the first, you know, X amount of laps outside of, obviously, you have less cars in front of you? I won't be taking the green and turn four for once, which will be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's always fun. I think last year, last year I started fifteenth, 
and we got into the top 10 within the first opening laps and uh, we kind of rode around six for most of the race and you know it's just different when you're running up front all day it's you know the pressure is always there you know you're always you know the speeds are higher so starting you know starting on the inside of that second row you know i'm already in a position that i wanted to that you'd want to be in with about you know 30 40 laps left so you just have to run a flawless day and you have to have five perfect stops you can't make any mistakes in pit lane and uh you can't get unlucky now with with yellows and cautions you know santino one of the things that's interesting to me because there's two schools of thought here. You're starting in a row with Pata Award and Scott Dixon beside you. You're starting just behind Palo, VK, and Rosenquist. The old saying is, you know, you can't win the race in the first turn, but you can certainly lose it there. But you're a race car driver at heart. You want to untame it and just go, right? Do you have conversation with or do you anticipate having conversation with Pato and Scott about the start or even with Alex Renus and Felix as well about like where you might go and how you guys kind of play it. No, we're racers. I mean, you're going to want to lead this thing going in turn one. I mean, <laughs> there we I go. <laughs> I know, I know this first lap. I know those guys, we've all been running the 500 for the same amount of years, except for Dixon. Um, I kind of know what Dixon's going to do. And, uh, you know, having watched Pato and, uh, before at the 500, you know, I kind of have a feeling what, you know, everyone's going to kind of do to shuffle into lanes. Um, I know that Dixon's probably going to drop, drop in to the inside. I probably have an idea Ward's going to take the outside. I'm already on the inside, so I'm just probably going to have the, uh, the chance to just stay there, to be honest with you. So do you tuck right in behind Polo then and just go as he goes? Or, you know, how much do you have to worry about where VK and Rosenquist are sliding in as well? I think, you know, that's a hard one because knowing VK, he likes the weed. So it would be very interesting to see what he does with Palou. And me and Felix have a huge respect for each other, so I'm sure that we'll just figure it out once we're out there to slot in uh, either behind or in front of one another and just kind of ride. You know, I think, uh, you know, the first 150 laps of this race, you're just riding. There's really no – when you're up front like that with a bunch of young guys, you know, I think – all of us, as much as we want to race, I think we're all smart enough to know that we want to race at the end. So I think we're all just going to sit there and ride along for a little while. I love it though, man. Like the green, the green falls and you're like the hell with it. Let's go. Right. That's what's going to happen. That's what, that's what I think I'm pretty sure is going to happen. The one and only thing laps. Santino Ferrucci is with us again in that home for our troops car. I do want to hit on that here in just a second, but I want to go back to qualifying Santino, and again, my experience on this oval is as a two-seater with Mario a handful of years ago when I thought my head was going to fall off and two laps, and I was like, I am absolutely done. I cannot imagine actually driving the car, driving it at whatever miles per hour much faster than I was just doing, and doing it with 33 cars or 32 other cars around me. So when you are qualifying, are you literally on the edge where you are thinking to yourself, if I have one little bobble, this thing is in the wall? Honestly, it's kind of how we felt in the Fast 12 qualifying. I mean, we kind of nailed everything perfectly, and that's why the speed was where it was, and we were as fast as we were. The last the last qualifying, um, you know, we were definitely a little bit more winged up, 
definitely more on the conservative side on the shootout for poll. But that's that's what I wanted to do. You know, it's one of those things to where, look, I've now done you know, how many times do you want to push your luck is how, is how you're looking at it. You're, you're trimming out a, a car that honestly really doesn't like you <laughs> at 234, 235 miles an hour. And it wants nothing to do with, you know, going that fast. And it's just how many times you want to take that risk. And uh, after doing it, you know, yesterday or after doing it Saturday to get into the fast 12, doing it in practice, doing it to get into the fast six, I had about enough of that car trying to kill me. So <laughs> I, I was ready to just take, I was try, we were trying just for the, we, you know, we want the pole. Um, we were trying for the front row. I'm going to take fourth. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy that it's over. He sounds like it's like a cruise at 230-some miles per hour yeah. there once you're into the Fast I mean, Six. Uh, yeah, never cruise around this <laughs> you, you can't – it's like it's uh, it's like taming a line. You can't take your foot off its throat. There's, 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 no, there's no chance to take a breath. There's no chance to do anything because the second you relax, it's when it will bite you. Santino, Jake and I were talking earlier about the best paint schemes in this year's race. I'd put yours atop the list. Could you let our listeners know a little bit about um, Home for Our Troops? Yeah, so, uh, well, first of all, the car, if you basically take the American flag and lay it down, that's what our car looks like. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Uh, Homes for Our Troops is a fantastic charity. More than 90 cents to every dollar goes into the charity organization. They build custom homes for wounded veterans and, you know, veterans with disabilities that, you know, can't have normal, you know, it's tough to build custom homes for, and it's very expensive to build custom homes for because, you know, some of them have very unique disabilities. Um, not only that, they it they pay all the monthlies. They take care of all the expenses, all of their things to get them into the house. You know, they do so much for our veterans. And the coolest thing that we're doing this month in particular is that if you donate, ABC is matching your donation. So, you know, I'm pretty sure we're almost up to a million dollars at this point, and ABC is matching that to give back into the Homes for Troops uh, organization. So that's ABC Supply, which has also been really a great sponsor and, and dedicated and loyal one to A.J. Foyt Racing. Santino Ferrucci joins us on the Payless Liggers Hotline. Santino, you have driven for Dale Coyne. You've driven for Bobby Rahal and, and David Letterman. You've driven for Dryer Reinbold, now with A.J. Foyt. What is your relationship with A.J. Foyt? Because the reputation is that while a great driver and a totally awesome personality, uh, that Foyt can be pretty cantankerous at times. <laughs> it's it's very I want to say it's very cool because we are fast and he has a huge appreciation for the fact that we're wheeling these cars around as fast as we are especially for my teammate uh, Benjamin because he's a rookie so for what we're doing I think you know he's smiling every day he's in the he's in the garage every day looking at this car trying to figure out what's going on and you know, he's got a great understanding of exactly what we're doing. And it's, you know, we, we get to hear all the stories. So, you know, we're, he's telling stories about his wins uh, in the 60s. He's He was talking about how uh, he, he finished second and third uh, in his years that he was almost unstoppable in the mid-70s, you know, and just listening to him and all of these things. And, you know, he's got a pretty impressive record around this place, to say the least. The fact that he's done it in both the front engine, rear engine car, and on bricks is just ridiculous. Santino, as you look ahead to today, again, a two-hour practice coming up starting at 1, and then Carb Day, of course, to round out the week. Uh, 
do you have a feel or, or a hunch on how passing will be coming up on Sunday from a racing standpoint? I think it's going to be the best it's ever been. Um, you know, the series has done a fantastic job of adding in new components and making the cars a little bit more adjustable for the drivers uh, in the past few years. And I think it's getting to the point to where it, it, it's closer to pack racing without having the pack racing. Um the only thing I wish we did is I wish we raced on the same qualifying power we had. So, uh, you know, they do, uh, we do qualify at like 750 horse. <laughs> so I don't know if those cars, I don't know, uh, what that does for 500 miles. If we were to run at that kind of, that kind of power around this place, at 230 plus, but, uh, you know, our downforce levels are good. I've been able to pass, uh, especially in traffic, which is rare. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we have a very eventful 500. Are there any drivers – well, I know there are, I'm assuming, so so tell me one. Tell me the driver that if you if your spotter tells you they are on either side of you, that you just think to yourself, I, I'd rather stay clear of this just because I don't know that driver's tendencies or I don't know which way they're going to go, so it's better that I just create separation here. Who comes to huh. mind? Oh, I got a few people that come to mind. I'm not going to name names, but we'll be lapping them. <laughs> <laughs> You'll so, be lapping them because they're at the back of the field already or because that's just what you want to do? That's really what I want to do. I think everybody that I'm racing with up front, uh, you know, I have a huge respect for, and I think we all have a huge respect for each other. And most of these people, most of them, I don't want to say that we're predictable. We're more predictable than the drivers on 465 outside of Indy. But um, we're about just as crazy, if not more. Now, with that, you you mentioned this earlier, but I want to go back to it because I think it's interesting. You know, when, when I'm calling the race, Santino, or when, when people are watching the race, it is always exhilarating when we see a pass for the lead on lap 70, lap 90. And then afterwards, sometimes I have to go back and remind myself that oftentimes a guy running in front in lap 70 or 90 – may want somebody else to take the lead for a little bit just to kind of let you conserve some fuel or learn some things about the car. Maybe the, the you know, getting a draft as opposed to dirty air is, is a better situation, etc. At what lap, at what lap or in what stint of the race is it go time? When do you go from, as you had said, kind of just keeping it clean and staying up front to, all right, the the, the knives are out and let's go. I think the last two stints is when you're really starting to pay attention. It's kind of strange because you want to lead this race because uh, it's cool to lead this race. It's obviously something that I don't have a lot of experience in doing, so I would probably like to get out front at one point today and lead a, lead a few laps just to just to do it, just because I think it's fun. You only need to lead one lap in this race, though, and everybody you know, and I, I, everybody needs to know that you you need to lead the last one out of turn four okay so i'm going to give you in conclusion here santino to help you wake up to get ready for practice here and i appreciate you waking up early this morning with us a uh, little bit of trivia for you out of the media guide you ready go for it can you tell me within one hundred thousand dollars your total indianapolis 500 earnings in your career uh one million Sixty-seven thousand something, something, something. Wow, 
$1,027,209. Very well done. Okay, second. Price is right. You have led three of your four Indianapolis 500s in which you participated. Can you tell me how many total laps you have led? Probably three or four. Four is correct. All right, lastly, the record used to be for a winner, two laps led in a winning effort was the fewest laps led by a winner. That was Joe Dawson in 1912 until what driver broke that record by leading only the last main straightaway in a win? Oh, my God. Don't tell me it's Dan Weldon. That is correct. It is, in fact, Dan Weldon. Look at you, man. God, Santino Ferrucci. <laughs> Look at Unbelievable. All right, there. can you tell me? I'm on the ball. Can you tell me the? Can you tell me the four years that AJ Foyt won the 500? Oh boy. Oh boy. 61. 62. Ooh, close, close. No, 60, is it 63? Closer. Okay. Parnelli was 63. Okay, I know the other one's 67 and 77. Yes, sixty-four was the one you're missing, but pretty darn well done, Santino. Ah. Santino, last last one, and we thank you for your time here as you're getting ready for practice. We had Felix Rosenquist on last week, and I threw a question to Felix saying, "All right, you've got a car that needs to keep two cars behind them over a ten-lap span to win the race. So you know, a cars in first, couple cars right behind you, but they've got to hold that lead." And I asked him to give me a driver he would want in that car leading the race to kind of, I guess, play defense and, and, and win the race. He said you. Does that surprise you at all? We go back a long time. If he want, he, so he'd be leading and I'd be on defense? No, no, no. I think you would be. You would be leading. I'd be leading? Yeah. He'd want me to be leading? He would want – I said that he couldn't pick himself and he couldn't pick one of his teammates, and he picked you. Huh. I would uh I I think that's very flattering from him. I mean, I've grown up racing with Felix for a long time in Europe. He's the one person I'd like to not have to restart behind cuz he's freaking damn good at it. Um but uh yeah, I think it, it'd be very interesting. He's a pretty good dude though, isn't he? Defense. Rosenquist? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the few people I really get along with well. So, like I said, there's there's a lot of respect there between the two of us. <laughs> now, hold um, on. He's one of the few people you get along with well. Does that mean that yeah. you don't generally like other people or other people generally don't like you? Take the latter. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think there's a huge respect and we both know that, but we both know last lap of this race you know, all that goes out the window to win this thing. And at the end of the day, I don't, you know, one person does come out on top, and we know that, but it's not something we'd hate each other over. Gosh, I absolutely love the mentality of Santino Ferrucci. (laughs) One week from today, we'll have the winner on of the Indianapolis 500. It's quite possible it's the guy we're talking to right now. Santino, good luck today. Good luck Friday. Most importantly, though, Sunday. Uh, the car is unbelievable. You've had a hell of a month so far. We always enjoy our conversations. And uh, stay safe out there, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, boys. Thanks for having me on.